Welcome to Write Your Book in a Flash with Dan Janelle, the only podcast where you'll learn how successful people just like you have grown their businesses, expanded their influence, and made more money by writing a book. On each episode, you'll learn the inside secrets to help you create a book that can serve as a powerful marketing tool to skyrocket your business. I'm your host, Dan Janelle. I help thought leaders, business executives, and entrepreneurs write their books. To find out more, go to writeyourbookinaflash.com. Welcome, everyone, to another exciting episode. Uh, We're delighted to talk about the topic of why business authors need a podcast. I'm delighted to welcome our guest, Eric Johnson. How are you today, Eric? Very well, Dan. Thanks for having me. My pleasure, Eric. Tell us a little bit about what you do. I help podcasters, mostly business coaches, uh, entrepreneurs, information experts, use their podcast to drive their business, to create those powerful, profitable relationships with their audience so they can use that as the top of their uh, funnel to bring people into their sphere, show them exactly what they do and create those powerful relationships. A lot of people launch a podcast and then they go, okay, now what? And that's kind of where I come in. I help you shape your information and turn it into entertainment so you can create those uh, powerful, profitable relationships. Fantastic. And you are no newcomer to the Wonderful world of audio, aren't you? You you have a big, big radio background, don't you? <laughs> I do. I've been in radio for 30 years. I've uh, been programming radio stations. I've been on the air, been coaching on-air talent for decades. And uh, back in about 2010, 2011, I started listening to podcasts and thought, man, this is great. You could talk about whatever you want. Uh, but I found that it was <laughs> it, it felt like Wayne's World, like they were all downstairs next to their mom's water heater, creating these shows. And I thought, man, if people just knew a little bit about what we knew in radio, their shows could be so much stronger. And uh, so in 2013, I started coaching podcasters to uh, make their content a little stronger, make their shows a little better and a little more entertaining. Fantastic. So how can business authors make their shows more entertaining? Uh, authors are the perfect people to do a podcast because the way you make your podcast entertaining is tell stories. You know, a lot of people want to get on and teach their six steps to success. And I tell them anybody can teach your six steps to success. That doesn't make you unique. The thing that makes you unique is your story and your background and how you got where you are today. And when you can incorporate that into your podcast, that's how people get to know who you are and they get to decide whether or not they like you and trust you. Those, all of those things that uh, people need to encounter in order to do business with you, your podcast allows you to do just that. You can tell people all about you and what you value and what you believe in and, and all of those things that make you unique. They all come out on your podcast and that's how people get to love you and uh, go buy your, your books and your courses and hire you to be a speaker at their events and all of that great stuff. Fantastic. I tell my coaching clients exactly the same things. It, all these books are the same except for the stories you bring. <laughs> That's really what makes you stand out. And as you yeah. say, get people to know, like, and trust you. So they hire you. That's fantastic. I love that. I love that. So what are some of the myths that uh, people have about podcasting, especially 
business authors? You know, does it take a lot of time, energy, money, those yeah. kinds of issues? What goes into a podcast? There's a lot of uh, a lot of myths out there. A lot of people think they don't have time to create a podcast, and it's really not that difficult, especially if you batch your stuff. A lot of people think they need to do it in real time. Like I need to produce a show this week so I can re- re- uh, release it this week. And really you can batch those. You can go into the studio and knock out three or four episodes in one sitting and you're good to go for a month. And you don't have to go in and constantly work on that. It's a lot less work than they than they believe it is. The second myth is a lot of people think the only way to make a po- uh, money with a podcast is through ads and sponsorships. And really, that's actually the worst way to make money with your podcast because it takes a ton of listeners to a podcast in order to have an audience large enough to go out and sell to a sponsor. And most podcasters never reach that that echelon. Only about 7% of all podcasts are big enough to attract sponsors. So that means the other 93% of us who are average Joes, we need to find another way to monetize our show. And to do that, you use your show to market your goods and services, what you do and who you are and your expertise. So you bring people into your courses or you, uh, you sell your coaching services or your consultations. You sell your books. You sell all of the good stuff that you have. Use your podcast as a marketing tool. So people get to know who you are. Get to it's like a it's like an infomercial every week, except your audience actually subscribes to it, and wants to hear you tell your stories every week. Great idea. Let's talk about stories. This is a two part question. What is your formula for telling a story, and how do you know when to stop? How do you know when your story is too long? Um, there's really one way to do it. Um, your story, a lot of times people wander into their stories. And when they do that, um, people can can leave, especially when you're on, a, on the radio or on a podcast. When you're telling a story and you wander into it, if people don't know where they're going, they leave. Nobody wants to get on a bus where they don't know where it's going. So when you're telling a story on the radio or you're telling a story uh, on a podcast, you need to start with uh, you need to start with a, what I call a provocative point. You need to tell people exactly where they're going before your story begins and then fill in the details. But a lot of people think if I start with the punchline, then what's the point of listening to a story? Well, when you start with that end in mind, they, they can then enjoy the journey getting to that destination. It's like going on vacation, but not knowing where you're going. You don't get to enjoy the excitement of getting there. And so when you lead with that provocative point, what you want to make the audience laugh at, marvel at, or better understand is what my radio coach always told me. Start with that in mind and let the people enjoy the journey with all of the details that you add in. Can you give us an example of that? Can I give an example? Yeah. Um, Like if you're starting, like, let's say that uh, you're telling a story of discovering something in the attic over the weekend. You know, you're in the attic and you discover this painting that's an antique and it might be worth thousands of dollars. If you wander into the story and you say, you know, this weekend um, I, I had to, I had a little spare time Saturday afternoon. So I thought I might uh, get up and clean out the attic. And so uh, I got the ladder out of the garage and I get up there in the attic and I'm moving everything, you know, and you're wandering into the story and people are going, where's this story going? Is that you, do you have a point here? And if it's, if it's not maintaining their interest or keeping that momentum, then they'll go away. 
However, if you start with it, you're going to, you're not going to believe what I found in the attic this, uh, this weekend. It could be worth, it could be worth tens of thousands of dollars. And then you start into the story and say, I went, you know, I had some extra time on Saturday. So I got the ladder. I was going to clean out the attic, la, la, la. And now you go into the story. Now they have some anticipation. They're wondering what it is that you found. So it's just that little nugget that you put at the front to capture their attention and bring them along on the journey. Great, great example. I, I was curious about that because you're not giving away the ending entirely. You're, you're, you're teasing them, so to speak, to say, I found something that was of great value. Then people wonder, what is it? As opposed exactly. to, I found this ancient, this old painting that's worth a lot of money in my attic. Let me tell you the story about how I found it. Then you're giving away too much of the story. And that's the art of the tease. It's give them 80% of the story, but withhold the most important 20%. And that 20% has to be something they can't go Google or look up. You know, if you were telling a story like, hey, coming up, I'm going to tell you a story. Another celebrity got uh, arrested at a bar out in L.A. over the weekend and I got the details coming up. I'm just going to go on Google and Google that. So you want to make sure that the part you leave out, they can't go search for. That is so true. And also so funny because I've actually been a victim of that. I've, uh, I, I've been, I've, I've heard newscasts or entertainment tonight or whatever, where they'll say something exactly like that. Say, okay, I'll stick around. That's interesting. I think I, I wonder who, who that was. And then they have a commercial and then another commercial and another commercial. And I say, oh, the heck with this. I'm going to go to Google. <laughs> <laughs> right. You grab your phone and, and you look it up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I love it. That's a perfect example. Tell me, when is a story too long, especially on a podcast, you know, in today's crazy busy world where people have very short attention spans, at what point do you say 10 seconds, 20 seconds, two minutes, three minutes, five minutes, what's too short and what's too long? Well, there isn't really a too long. There's only a too boring. <laughs> as long as your story has momentum and it continues to move forward, you're fine. Have you ever been sitting in a movie and you look at your watch like, man, this has only been an hour. Like, what is going on? This feels like it's taking forever. But then you've been in a, a movie that's two and a half hours long and you're like, wow, it's already over. Um, and that's the fact that it's the it's the it's not the time. It's the attention and the entertainment value. So as long as your story has momentum and it continues to move forward and be engaging, uh, then it's plenty long. A lot of people say, how long should my podcast be? Well, there is no magic number. It's not too long. It's, is it, is it entertaining and engaging enough? You can have a 10 minute podcast and that could be way too long because you ran out of stuff to talk about, or you could have a two hour podcast and it's not quite long enough because you didn't get to finish the story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How do you make sure that you tell all the points that you want to make? Sometimes podcasts hosts take you off in a totally different direction and you really want to make these three points how do you stay on topic or how do you get back to your topic so you own the interview well it's very similar to writing a book like you were talking about dan it's you you begin with the end in mind what is the point you want to make with the content and then work your way backward to decide how much it is you need to include in order to adequately make that point And uh, sometimes, you know, if you pick up the first Harry Potter book, you know, it's about an inch thick and you pick up the fourth Harry Potter book and all of a sudden it's two inches thick. Like, you know, there's just a whole lot more in that book uh, because she's going off on different tangents and telling different stories and things like that. So it really depends if you can hold the, the listener's attention, if you can hold the reader's attention, 
your book can be as long as it wants to be. Your podcast can be as long as it wants to be. And you can include anything you want as long as it's working its way to that conclusion that you hope to make with the podcast. If you realize when people listen to your show, they want to be entertained. There's only one reason people listen to podcasts. It's the same reason they listen to to the radio in their car or they listen to um, their earbuds when they're jogging. The only reason people listen to anything is because they don't want to be alone. They listen to it for companionship. When they're out running, they have their earbuds in because they don't want to run by themselves. So that whatever's in their ear, they're running with that. Could be their favorite music, could be their favorite podcast, could be their audio book, whatever it is, they're not doing it by themselves. They don't want to drive alone. They, you know, you have the TV on in the background at home when you're there by yourself because you don't want to sit in an empty house by yourself. So you have the TV on, so there's just noise, so you're not doing it alone. That's what your podcast is for. It's companionship. So you need to start there and be the companion. Then you need to decide what it is you want your listener to take away from this episode. They're only going to remember one big concept from the episode. Decide what that is and then figure out how you get them to that point. Wow. Wow. That is fantastic. If I was pre-answering that question and saying, oh, they want to be entertained or they want information. But no companionship. I love that. That is a breakthrough idea. Um, Eric, what are your feelings about having guests send in their questions in advance? Do podcast hosts like that idea or not? Um, So if I'm interviewing somebody on my show, I will never provide them with the list of questions that we're going to ask because I want our, our, interview to be a conversation. I don't want it to be a list of questions and answers. So it may go in one direction. If I were to give you my list of questions that you and I would talk about on the show, I might give you three questions because those questions will lead to other questions that I don't know yet until you and I start having the conversation. You know, Mm -hmm. I learned this the hard way. One time I was interviewing a star on the radio, um, and I, ha- I got their bio, right? Their, their uh, agent sent me their bio so I could read all of the good stuff. I got on the internet, kind of looked up a little bit of their background. And so I was about three questions into the interview and I'm just going through the questions, right? Because I have my list of questions. And so I ask a question and he goes, huh, looks like somebody read my bio. And I was like, well, okay, here it is. He's getting the exact same questions he gets from every other person that he interviews. So if If he's getting the same questions, he's giving the same answers, he's bored, my listeners are bored. Mm -hmm. So I can't ask the same questions every single time. We have to have a conversation. I need to talk to them uh, about who they are. Jason Derulo is a a big hip-hop artist in the pop world. And I said, Jason, uh, what, what is your favorite thing about being interviewed? He said, I don't have a favorite thing about being interviewed. I hate being interviewed. (laughs) <laughs> I said, really? And he goes, yeah, I don't want it to be an interview. I want it to be a conversation. I just want to talk to people. I don't want to be interviewed. I don't, it feels like I'm being interrogated. <laughs> and so I don't send a list of questions to anybody. We just have a conversation. We talk about what's going on in their world. And eventually we get to whatever they want to publicize. You know, maybe they have a new book out or maybe they have a, a new album coming out or whatever it is that they want to promote. We'll get there. We'll get there. 
but I just want to talk to them and let them be a real person on the radio as well, rather than giving these rehearsed answers that they've given 127 times. Great. Let's delve a little bit deeper into that uh, because publicists and do provide questions that they do hope will uh, sell their their guest. And uh, as a PR guy and whatever, um, that's something that I've done for my clients. And uh, some people have done send me their questions when they're on my show. And of course, I'm like, you want to have a conversation. So as a host, how do you get them off script from their interview questions and build the rapport that turns this into a conversation? So they're not constantly saying, well, in my book, I talk about whatever. <laughs> right, right. I, I, and interesting, you should ask that because uh, I was asked one time by somebody who wrote into me and said, how do you get your guest to drop the script and actually just have a conversation with you? And it's, it's tricky. You have to walk that fine line. The publicist will send me a list of questions. Here are the ideal questions to ask Dan, right? And so I say, Dan, why, why does every podcaster need a book? And then you give me your, your uh, pat answer that you've rehearsed 27 times because that's the question I'm supposed to ask. But then I would say, wow, now I can totally see why podcasters need a book. Uh, give me an example of a podcaster that you've helped uh, write their book, which really took their career to a new height. And then you would say, oh, you know what? One time I helped uh, this podcaster, Joe Jones, uh, do such and such and get his book out and running. And and then I would, you know, what's it like? Like when he fought, saw his book on the shelf for the very first time, uh, how did that feel for him? And then you say, oh, you know, he called me the minute he saw it on the shelf. And and I start getting you to tell stories about it. I started with the question I was supposed to ask. And then I walked you down the path to start telling me stories about how that came to life. Perfect. That's a great answer. I love that. Thank you so much for providing us with great information today. Eric, tell us who is your perfect client and how can they get in touch with you? My perfect client is a uh, coach or a consultant, an information expert, somebody who teaches something of their expertise, and they would love to use a podcast to, to grow their audience, to grow their reach, to demonstrate their authority in their space, and they're looking for help in shaping that content and really attracting that audience and building their following. And uh, if that sounds like you and you'd, you'd like to uh, launch a podcast, Head over to podcasttalentcoach.com slash launch. There's a, a free worksheet and course right there. It's a little video for you. It's a mini course. Take you about 20 minutes to go through that whole thing, and it'll show you exactly how to launch your podcast in 30 days. You can get up and running right there. It's at podcasttalentcoach.com slash launch, and uh, you could be started here in the next month. Fantastic. Thank you for being with us today, Eric. Thanks for having me, Dan. Appreciate it. Thank you for listening to the Write Your Book in a Flash podcast with Dan Janelle, the only podcast that shows you exactly how people just like you have built their businesses by writing a book. If you'd like to write your book but don't know where to start, you can find great information at writeyourbookinaflash.com. If you're ready to take your next step to write the book that can transform your business, I invite you to schedule a free, no-obligation consulting call with me by going to writeyourbookinaflash.com. We'll be back next week with another insightful interview to help you become a top business leader.